an audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The Pinnacle of Sound Experience. Jacked and Canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave. And hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Cam. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jacked and Canned. Now, as always, we are joined by John Tasman, but John, he really wants to get some stuff off of his chest here. So, John, why don't you go ahead and tell the audience what's on your mind, buddy? Ladies and gents, we've got a couple topics that I want to talk about on this Jacked and Canned show. Now, typically, me and Colbs kick off our recordings with the sports roundtable. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll get into the sports roundtable mood as Thursday night football goes along and as I see the Houston Texans be victorious in this because I do have that 20-cent bet for them to go to the Super Bowl, and uh, I need them to do that because that's 30 bucks And Colbs, 30 bucks is 30 bucks. 30 bucks is going to buy you a 30-pack. Just that's saying. That's right. 30 yeah, bucks, 30 crack. beers. Hey, 30 cracking a cold ones with cold segments right there. Uh, Colbs, what I want to talk about, how much of a man I am not – and I want to talk about specifically the manly tasks that you have done in your life so far. And I want to compare them to mine. Colbs, also I want to bring up how Halloween is gone. Now that Halloween is gone, the very next day I was walking through a plaza, a shopping plaza, and I hear Christmas music the day after. We got to talk about that. Yep. I want to talk a little bit about Thursday night football in the panel that they have on Thursday Night Football and how they're only streaming on Amazon Prime, and I want to get your thoughts on that. And just a quick little fantasy football update. Those are some things that I kind of want to bring up. Colbs, I totally stole the episode from you. What the hell do you want to talk about? Well, John, I, I want to go over your topic. So why why don't we start? Where Where would you like to begin? With how much of a man you're not or with how much of a man that I am not? Because this is fresh in my mind. Ladies and gents, <laughs> I just had an issue over here with the toilet. And the toilet kept on running and it wouldn't flush and everything like that. Right? Well, I've never turned off water to a sink or a toilet or anything like that in my life. Colds, yeah, Just a little... Just- little twist. I know, but twist it which way? To the right or to the left? Well, what you want to do, well, typically you're <laughs> you're tightening it to turn it off, but I mean, it, feel it out because honestly, John, offhand, I actually don't remember. I feel like you actually are going to be going the opposite. Th- I, I think it's usually to the left when it's open, and then you're going to screw right to close it. But you know what scares me is I saw the plumber over here, and I was in the same room as him. He's like, oh, yeah, we'll just turn off the water for the night. And he goes to turn off the water. Snap. The whole handle breaks. And I'm like, that wasn't me. You know, like he did. I thought that to myself. And I'm like, damn, that just gave me PTSD for ever turning any knobs ever again for the rest of my life. I'm going to be very ginger anytime that I even turn on the sink. So, Coles, how much of a man I am not? This very moment just got me thinking <laughs> that <laughs> right there. I think I've said this before countless times on the podcast. I know I've told you before. Before I work for Sears, right, open, we're going to be open with this. I don't work for them anymore. Before I used to work for Sears, 
for those of you that don't know, we all should know, but some of us might not. Sears is a big box retail store. They were typically two or three floors big. You might be familiar in your town of a Sears hometown stores, which is very, very small. I'm talking the big time Sears stores that you'd always see in a mall. Before I went to go work there, Colbs, I literally called the drill an automatic screwdriver. Now, I'm not wrong in that assessment. I'm not wrong. Uh, no, you're you're not wrong in the description of what a drill does. I, I would say that you got that pretty well hit. It's just, uh, you know, they don't call it that. Well, that was news to me, and I realized, wow, I am not a man. What was the name of that <laughs> that comedy show, the Manly Man Show, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, whatever that was, yeah. <laughs> Literally, I think there was like females like bouncing up and down on a Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Probably like, wouldn't fly very well today. No, it wouldn't fly very well today, but I wouldn't be able to be on that show because that's one of the moments, and it really got me thinking. I'm like, holy crap. I... I don't think I've really ever operated a drill on a serious level ever in my life. I just I'm used like, okay. one earlier today. Well, what's that? I just used a drill earlier today. See, I that's you. I don't screw a vanity from a wall. That's you. I, I, I've tried. I think I've, you know what I've done with a drill? I've revved it up because it sounds cool like a car. Like, it, it is actually, I'm going to give you this one too, John. It is like almost therapeutic. I will sit there walking around with a drill just constantly. Yeah. So that's what I do with a drill. <coughs> it got me thinking, Colbs. I'm like, I can't really change brakes. I can't work on the cars. Can't change the oil. That's now, actually was going to be my follow up is if you knew how to change your own oil. Now, does that make me just a negative minded person or I think I'm being realistic with this. I, I, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. Well, no, you could do it, John. You just don't know how to. And it, it is, it's very simple. There, there's basically two things you got to worry about. Well, I hope somebody out there can end up relating with me because, dude, I, here's another one that popped in my head. I went to go build a plastic cart, Colbs, a plastic freaking cart on wheels, and I built it upside down. So oh, dude, that, not that shit happens to me too, John. I'm terrible at putting shit together. I'm great at demolition. I am terrible at putting anything together. I, I basically just follow the instructions that my friends that are more crafty than I am and more hands-on, they they basically say, hey, Colby, I need you to do this, and Colby does that because I'm a great laborer. I'm just not very good when it comes to like, they, uh, you know what? Great example. The computer chair that I got, Michelle had to put that together. Michelle had to put together my bed frame. It, I I suck at that stuff. Okay, so I'm glad that you're in that category with me, or you're in that space with me, man, because those kind of things, tough. Now, electronic-wise, I got it, but I don't know if that's uh, no, necessarily... I got that either. <laughs> I don't know if that's a manly task. Colbs, what's the most manly task that you have ever done? I think the most manly task that I've ever done in a retail store was clean up crap all over a bathroom floor with a mop <laughs> that, was that was a daily occurrence for me not long ago <laughs> so, i know that is true damn i'm having ptsd for you uh what the hell's your most manly task that you have ever done i know you I mean saws you have cut things you have put it together <laughs> i mean i think the manliest thing i've ever done is fight somebody else that's a semi-professional fighter inside of a fucking cage I, i'm gonna go out on yeah. a limit so that's probably the manliest thing that i've ever done 
Um, but as far as task work goes, I mean, I don't know. I, I can do things beyond just oil changes with cars. I can change brakes. Um, I, I can do spark plugs, spark plug wires. I can do a little bit of belt work. Sometimes you got to take out a little bit too much of under the hood to get down to the belts, depending on which one it is and the make and model of your car. But there, there's a fair amount of things that I can do. But for example, John, I still can't figure out how the fuck to change any windshield wipers like that. That's all. That's all, Yo, Michelle. Changing windshield wipers is one of the most complicated damn things. Colbs, I successfully changed one blade on my car and I was pumped. And I said, we'll get to that second one eventually, because it took me about 25 minutes to change one freaking blade on a damn car. Yeah, I, I never understand that shit. I mean, as far as other things that I've done, yeah, I mean, I've used chainsaws several hundreds of times. I've cut never. anything never from pallets, trees. I've chopped wood with an axe. Um, nope. Obviously, the amount of things that I've carried in my life, as some would consider to be very manly, because most people can't pick up as much as me. And that's not to like brag about it and be an asshole. Just I physically see people not able to pick something up. And I'm just like, move. I <laughs> let the five, four, one sixty guy in here. I got this. So, I mean, th- those would be examples of some other manly tasking that I've done. I mean, I, I don't know that I, I mean, I guess I've set up some wiring before. Uh, I-, I guess you could consider that manly, even though it's really not like physically anything. It's just, you got to know what you're doing. Um, God, I, I beyond that, I mean, John, you're, you're not speaking to the most like well-rounded manly man in the world. I got to make that very clear. Like, as far as physical ability, I can do a lot of shit, but as far as just like, oh, yeah, I know how to whatever, most of it I don't. Like, when I was building that deck with Jay a couple of years ago, I literally was just like, Jay, what do you need me to do? And he would just say, hey, I need you to, here's a bunch of lumber, I need you to cut one, 16 (laughs) and three quarter, this one I need, uh, you know what, I think we're actually going to need about 21 and five eighths. So I, I can do that kind of stuff. And then he also knew, okay, Colby can do all the drilling. Colby can do basic stuff. He can hammer some stuff in. He can mix up the concrete. He can pour the concrete, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't have known how to even start building it back. <laughs> Me neither. I don't get it either. Okay, so I'm not the only one out there, but I had to bring that up because this moment had me reflected. I'm like, how the frig? Do I do stuff like this? Cobes, I think where I went wrong early on in my early years, I think I was playing with an easy bake oven. Maybe I should have been playing with a tool set instead of the easy bake oven. I'm like, ooh, chocolate brownie. In fairness, my dad didn't know much about anything either when it came to any any handy work at all. Um, Granted, I don't think he was quite at the level of not – knowing what a drill is called but like he it's not like i could learn it most most people most guys they they learn from their dads like okay this is how you do this with a car and so like half the dudes in this world can do a million things with a car i only did them because when i was you know 19 20 years old and i was driving and my car would break well i had a cousin that knew everything about cars so he would have me do it myself and he would just walk me through it so at this point, I mean, it's been years since I've done breaks. I'd probably want somebody to like make sure that I'm doing them right, but I bet I could still do them. I could definitely do an oil change. Uh, wiring things, I don't know if I still got that. I had that when I was 14, but I don't know if I got that now. Um, 
I mean, yeah, you can give me a chainsaw or an axe. I can make wood disappear pretty quickly. I mean, <laughs> that shit doesn't go away. That's like riding a bike. Well, chainsaws, I don't know. The, they scared me. Maybe it's maybe it's going back to that Halloween topic and seeing all those haunted houses and, and ch- Texas chainsaws. Oh, dude, I put good. one in my knee before. You know that, right? Yeah, well, I remember you told me that. And I seen some crazy <laughs> videos online, too, of that crazy gear that you could wear. And you could literally take a chainsaw to it. And it's supposed to chop, uh, stop the chainsaw right in his tracks. That was pretty impressive. It's something that you could wear, I guess. I don't know what the hell stamp called, but if I was if I were to use a chainsaw, I would chainsaw be proof vest. There you go. I would be in that from head to toe though. Head to toe. Which would be crazy looking. But that would be me, Colbs, if I ever had to use a chainsaw. So I'm like, no, you know big what? key with a with working with a chainsaw, if you want to protect yourself, is make sure that you're wearing something that covers your shins because that's the area that you're most likely to hit is somewhere in your legs. True. Yeah, the motion of cutting. Well, Colts, kind of going back to that whole being scared Halloween topic. Halloween is over. And another year where me and you couldn't link up and watch Halloween Kills or Halloween Ends. <laughs> We're two Halloween movies behind. <laughs> Isn't that something else? We are two Halloween movies behind. Yes, we are. I think, dude, I think John, in all seriousness, I had like the most disappointing Halloween ever because I um I made the mistake. I'm finding out a lot about my body as I'm getting older and what I can and can't eat and drink. Uh, evidently, one of those things that I cannot drink is a Red Bull anymore because my body fucking shuts down. So I ended up on Halloween night putting myself to bed at about 730 and I stayed in bed till 1030 the next morning. Holy, holy hell. I couldn't shake it. I just had like, I, I just felt the Red Bull the whole time. It, it felt terrible. It, like my whole body felt terrible. I hated it. So I'm not drinking those anymore. Um, that was mostly because after the Seahawks beat the Giants on Sunday, well, actually really during that game, I sometimes when I get excited about something, I don't pay attention to how much I had to drink. So I woke up on Halloween morning and I'm like, Oh shit. Oh man, I'm tired. Okay. No, I'm getting a Red Bull. I'm doing it. I'm going to figure it out. Felt great for about three hours. And then it felt terrible for about the next 20. I bet, man, there's nothing worse. If you had one too many beers, one too many glasses of wine or one too many shots, which we both haven't done in a long time. That shots one. Yeah, uh, no, that will mess you up on a completely different level. And you feel like you will be dragon tail, but dude, dude, I think I'm done with shots too because the the night before I went to the ER, I I had a shot with uh with Captain Coach Kenny and uh and Michelle and yep next day in the ER I'm like okay clearly shots are also not for me Hector's wedding Hector's wedding maybe you could rip no, one no <laughs> I, I'm sorry I love Hector he's my boy but I am not ripping shots at his wedding Coors I actually sip Coors lights. Hector, you better have Coors Light on the drink menu. Actually, that's a good point. If nothing else, I'll supply myself at 30. You know, I did that at Tony's wedding. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't have it there naturally. So I just put a 30 in their uh in their in their like downstairs fridge. I'm like, okay. So uh Vicky was the uh the person that was kind of running the reception hall there. I said, Vicky. I, I'm going to need some Coors Lights here. She's like, you're welcome to bring them, but I'm not getting you Coors Lights. I'm like, that's fine. 
on like, you got a place I can put them. She's like, yeah, you can use this fridge over here. We don't really use this for much. And we're just going to store some champagnes in there. I'm like, cool. Coming in hot. Just dump the 30 in there and then went along with my life. That is freaking awesome, dude. <laughs> so Yeah. The only downfall is I had to keep going to get them myself. That yeah, that one hurts. Now it would have been <laughs> cool if you made friends with one of the staff members there, and they're like, "Colbs, we see you. You keep going back to this mysterious fridge and grabbing these course lights. We got you, man. Do you mind if we have a couple?" That would have been cool. I probably would have told them no. no, no fair enough, because <laughs> I feel like I had them. the whole thirty that night. No, I feel like you did. I feel like we all did. I feel like I had a your thirty, and I didn't. <laughs> Which no, is gold. It, Dude, that the the best time for that is when you got too drunk at the strip club that one time after oh. we watched Randy and uh and Leahy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John got drunk, so they cut him off of his own beer that he brought there. <laughs> but they're Jesus. like, you can still have them. I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know what? This is this is enough for me, man. When you get too tired, too like you said, when you hit your limit, you're gonzo. For, for those of you who weren't there for that, by the way, John was actually on stage dancing, so that that was a reasonable place to cut him off. Well, it you know what? It happens from time to time, and uh, it's not my <laughs> proudest moment, but I can say that I did it. I can honestly can. say. <laughs> you can say that, John. <laughs> and I've done it twice now. So I can honestly say that I was a stripper. I could honestly say that I yeah, have stripped. Yeah, yeah, you legitimately did the thing. That that was that was something, dude. You should have whipped out your wiener. Well, I I should have, could have, would have. <laughs> looking back on it, maybe it's a good decision that I didn't. <laughs> then I really would have been a stripper, but I might have been a stripper in jail because I don't think there were male strip clubs either. It's they an were odd all... night when Kolbs is the driver. Yes. So <laughs> who knows. Going back to that scary topic, though, Halloween, what's scarier than me on a stripper stage? And nothing else too much. Colbs, the reason why I wanted to bring up Halloween is gone. Me and Rose were wor- uh, walking, working, I almost said in a plaza. Can you tell that we're both from the retail world? You two. We were walking <laughs> in a retail plaza, just going in all the stores. We noticed all the Christmas decorations. And boom, what do I hear, man? Christmas freaking music already. I get it. I get it. I know it. I'm. I already anticipated it happening. But wow, we are in the Christmas holiday spirit already, and it's going to be 75 degrees over the next few days over here in Connecticut. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. So I did. It that's a little fun for me. I'm like, yeah, you can play this Christmas music because this almost this almost feels like Florida right now. With, uh, I don't know, the 75-degree weather kind of vibes. I'm like, I I'm mean, here for this. actual Christmas might be 75. Right now, it's still like 92 down there. No, no, I'm just saying. It, it's 75 <laughs> still for November. We'll take. We'll take that. They, they might get a low of 67 somewhere and freak out about it and put on their parkas. Yeah, well, that's true. Then they're buying coats. They're like, holy crap, we need a special shipment for coats. We're cold as hell. But Colbs, man, are you playing uh, – like? You used to work at Toys R Us. Obviously, you brought it up here on the pod before. When did you guys used to start setting up the whole Christmas spirit and the signage and the and the planograms and the music? Was this so, the day after Halloween? Here's what I'll tell you, John. Um, actually, multifaceted stuff here. 
One of which, yes, at Toys R Us, we typically started putting out Christmas stuff somewhere along the lines of like late August. And we would start playing Christmas music intermittently beginning uh, November 1st through Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And then once Thanksgiving was over, it would turn to just Christmas music for the next month. Now, I thought it was too much to do it before because to me, it's always been a don't get in Christmas time until after Thanksgiving. And it's not because I think like super highly of Thanksgiving. I just think that there's only so much of a holiday that you can do. And I think a month's about that limit. So with Halloween, you celebrate the entirety of the month of October. And then, you, you know what? You might kick around a few horror movies over the next like week into November. That's fine. That's cool. I'm okay with that. November, I mean, the one thing is, is Thanksgiving doesn't necessarily have its own mood leading up to it. So it's kind of like you just do In the between things both. that week. Yeah. So you you kind of just take a month off really more than anything else. And then you spend a month on Christmas. I'm totally good with people the second that Thanksgiving night ends or even after the dinner itself. If you have your Thanksgiving dinner, which, by the way, don't have it at 3.30 like an asshole. Have your dinner at a dinner time. Yes. But that's another thing. If if you're going to have after your dinner, you want to play some Christmas music, I'm fine with that, too. I'm okay with that. That can be the mark where you start listening to Christmas music. And you can let that roll all the way through, as far as I'm concerned, till like January 5th. Like, I'm okay with that. I honestly don't see a problem in that. But for people that start celebrating Christmas that quickly, that's a realistic problem to me. I don't understand why people want to celebrate Christmas, like starting in September and they're like, oh my God, it's Christmas time. It's like, hey, 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 ease up there. We got some shit to take care of first. Halloween is awesome. And by the way, I want to throw it out there that the place that I work now, John, I, we put out our Christmas stuff. I want to say like August 24th or something like that. So we have an entire winter wonderland set up right at the beginning of the store when you walk in. However, Christmas music will not begin. It will not commence until I believe the day after Thanksgiving. And I, I'm pretty sure that it goes to a hundred percent right away. I don't think that we have like an intermittent in between kind of thing. Maybe we do. I, I don't remember offhand. Now, once that date hits, you're going to be listening to the music this year. You're going to be like, wait, what is this? Is this <laughs> now? Honestly, gonna... I've grown to I've grown to appreciate the the whole Christmas spirit. I I never liked it when I was at Toys R Us, and that was because for me, I mean, that just meant that I was working like ninety hours a week, and I, <laughs> you know, I was dead, and I was working overnight too. So I always ran the night crew. So I kind of lost like every social connection that I had with you know obviously in my twenties, John. You know this. I was hanging out with people every. Yeah, like every couple of days I was with one of my friends doing something crazy. And then all of a sudden it's like, OK, so guys, uh, starting like October 10th until Christmas, I'm going to be pretty much dead to everybody. So sorry, but I'll be back. I remember calling you up even the Toys R Us days when you were pulling those seven day work weeks. And I'm like, Colbs, just come out for just like an hour or two, bro. Oh, and then everybody was trying to get me to come out, man. Everybody was calling me. They're like, Colbs, Colbs, because I like, I mean, back then you want your fun friends around. And I was a fun ass 23 year old friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You still are fun, Col Colbs, especially. 
on the Crack in a Cold One segment. Ladies and gents, we will be right back. Colbs, you better get ready to run. You know what's coming. And damn it, I don't have anything fun and interesting to share. I got 30 seconds to figure this out. Set, go. Welcome back. Now it's time for Cracking a Cold One with Colbs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cracking a Cold One with Colbs, the segment where John is going to tell the audience something he finds fun, interesting, or otherwise. I'm going to drink a beer. Colbs, well, apparently, according to brewbakerinc.com the first toilet was invented in 1778 apparently huh. the first two years toilet after was the declaration huh and during the 1800s people realized that poor sanitary conditions caused diseases and uh, having toilet and sewer systems became a primary goal of all lawmakers colds Cheers to the toilet. I can't imagine life without a toilet. Really, I can't. That did would a good be job in 30 seconds. What's that? Oh, I did. Yeah, pretty decent. Well, it's yeah. it's on it's on the back of my mind. That's why. The toilet is on the back of my mind. It is my mortal enemy. Until I can fix the toilet myself, then I will feel truly accomplished in life. Colbs, what's cracking a cold one with Colbs all about? The Seahawks are good. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> the Seahawks are damn good, Colbs. As we record this right now, the Texans and Eagles are playing on Thursday Night Football. I just want to point this out. The Texans did score a touchdown. They're up 7-0 on the Eagles. Colbs, the Super Bowl dreams are still alive for the Texans, baby. Come on. If they pull off this upset on the Eagles, first off, I'm going to be so upset that I didn't place a bet on the cover because I can't because Massachusetts is not a legal state yet for sports betting. Also... The money line must have been crazy. I don't know what the hell it was. Oh, it had to have been huge. I didn't look at what it was, but I, I took the Eagles in this one. I think I think it was at minus 14. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if the Texans keep scoring, cheers to the Texans. Yeah, <laughs> but I yes. guess so. Cheers to the Texans. The, e- the, 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 the Eagles. Oh, my gosh. The Seahawks. I got the wrong bird. The Seahawks are <laughs> very, very good. Geno Smith is looking very, very good. Cool. I I still don't understand it, but dude, I was watching them with so much fucking pride on Sunday because I knew they were going to be on because it was the Giants. We'll get it locally here. So That's I'm true. like, That's true. I told Michelle, I was like, I want to be home by, by four so I can watch this. So she actually accommodated me. We went to a winery early on in the day and we we only spent like two hours there. I thought she was gonna do a thing and keep me there till like five thirty or six. She got me home in time to watch the whole game. And dude, they were awesome. Like, and granted, I had them picked because it was in Seattle, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, the Giants are kind of a false six and one, if you will. Like they they've yeah. earned those wins, but I mean. It hasn't been great. Outside of that Ravens win, I don't know that I'm impressed with anything they've done. So I 
I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Seattle at home, they just came off a win against the Chargers, who I think are significantly better. I, You know what? I like Seattle here. And uh, yeah, I mean, Geno looked good. Tyler Lockett had maybe his worst game ever, and he still got himself a nice wheel route touchdown. I mean, it, it was phenomenal. Everything there. The only thing that I was hoping for is a little bit more Kenneth Walker because they they were kind of abandoning the run after he didn't have immediate success. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. But, hey, whatever they did, it worked. And then this week here, we've got uh, we got Arizona. We're going to Arizona for it. I think Arizona's going to win that one, but I think that's more so just because Seattle can afford to lose it. I wouldn't be shocked if Seattle comes out of there 6-3, and three, though, at the same time. One way or another, I will definitely be rooting for them. John, did you want to get to another one of your topics, or do you want me to to go with one of mine? Colbs, run with it, my friend. All right, buddy. I am doing something on Sunday, this Sunday, that I have not done before, and you're going to know what I'm talking about, and you're going to be very interested in this, and you're probably going to want video. Me and Michelle, Michelle's idea, she came to me or texted me and said, hey, I've been bottling a lot of stuff up lately and I'm having a hard time. And I was like, okay, yeah, I understand that. She goes, so I want to do a, a smash room. Oh, It's one of those rooms that you go into and you spend money and you just yeah. break shit. So we are going to a smash room on Sunday and uh, somebody's going to unleash me somewhere with a baseball bat, just breaking the shit out of stuff. That sounds fun as hell. Now, I'm familiar with those smash rooms. From what I heard that they're kind of themed and you could pick which items you want to smash. So you could do like an office setting with like an old school TV or a printer or whatever that is. Do you have like a certain theme or whatever that you book? I this already this I don't know. Um, what I do know is that Michelle, I, this is all Michelle's idea. This is what she wants to do. So I'm here for it. I mean, you want to unleash me somewhere like you don't even need to give me anything. If you just want me to wear gloves, fine, I'll wear them. But, like, I'll just punch the shit out of stuff and break them. <laughs> but I, I think they make you utilize a tool. I, like, to me, I've always enjoyed the breaking of glass. However, I feel like I should challenge myself to whatever the hardest thing to break in a break or in a smash room is and go and break that because they give you 20 minutes and or I mean, we we who knows? We might end up spending the extra money and stay for 40. I don't know, but I could break a lot of shit in 20 minutes. And I'm thinking that I should focus on whatever the hardest thing in the room to break is and just impress the hell out of everybody. I told I think I told you this at work. There was a shower door that had been brought to us that uh, nobody could break to fit into the compactor. No, I don't think you told me about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a couple months back. There were like five people that took a swing at it with everything they had. And it they, the bat just bounced off or uh, crowbar rather just bounced off of it like they couldn't break it. They're like, hey, Colby. Just give this a shot. Dude, I took that thing one swing. <laughs> It sounded like an explosion went off in there. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I can do some damage. I I don't know. I'm excited about it, though. I think it's going to be pretty cool. It's definitely different. Haven't done anything like this before. I mean, granted, I think I used to treat my room when I was a child like a smash room, but 
Colbs, can you please do me a favor and just be like Triple H and walk in there with a legit sledgehammer? <laughs> a sledgehammer? Just, I thought just, about that. I did think about that. <laughs> Give the Triple H entrance again. <laughs> the, literally, the whole entrance, the whole get up, dress like it, and just uh, get that, into the character. Dude, that's that's what I should do. I should have him play Triple H's entrance for when I walk in there. Yes, walk you Walk in should. there with the sledgehammer, do the whole thing with the water bottle and everything. Yes. Yes. you have a nice time to play the game and all you have is 20 minutes so literally just imagine yourself just giving a <laughs> three and a half of you just be going through that that entrance you know that scarecrow you got downstairs in the basement yeah bring the scarecrow to the <laughs> smash room and just give the pedigree to the scarecrow and just be like this is your final <laughs> resting place pull an undertaker and say rest in peace and just walk away from the whole room the place would be like cool they'd be like what what is this who are you and what just happened like <laughs> i don't know i think it's worth it i think that's a super cool idea i think a smash room is better than an escape room but imagine a smash room that you have to escape. That you have to Ooh. smash stuff just to break out. You know, I'll be honest with you, John. And even though I, I'm not going to argue that I think the smash room is going to be cooler. But I really have grown to like escape rooms. Those things are actually fun. They are. Me and Michelle do them relatively regularly. For me, I'm like, damn, this is this is too... This oh, dude, your much. your ADD is the worst in there. Like, honestly, that the the one time for the audience that I went with John and Rose, uh, they came along with Michelle and myself, and we went in there, and John couldn't stop just flicking on and off every switch and touching every button. We knew that these things needed to be used, but there's obviously some type of order to them. There's something that needs to happen in a oh, sequence, yeah. and John is just over there hitting everything thinking that one of them's going to do it by itself. Oh, yeah. It, it was a little bit painful, John. Oh, trust me, it was for me, too. <laughs> it was for me, too. What uh, What are you eating over there, buddy? I'm chewing on a little cookie. I haven't had a chocolate in forever. Rose and just brought back some food. Freaking little munchy lunch. Hell, man. You know how it is. So, John, you also wanted to talk about the Thursday night football panel. So what, what do you got there? So it's not so much with the panel. What I am excited with is I do see Richard Sermon on there. I see Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know that over the years that we've been doing the pod, I've, I'm a fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love his commentary. I love the takes. Now, I guess what I am a little... There's a third guy in there, too. I can't remember who else it was, but they, they got is. three... They got three NFL players, and then um, and then they have I, – I don't remember her name. Oh, my God. I sound terrible right now for that. But <laughs> I don't remember the name of the woman that's on there with them. But it, she's on there, and then it's three ex-NFL players. And, yeah, Fitzpatrick and Sherman are great. They both went to schools that obviously are very high in education, Ryan Fitzpatrick being from Harvard and Richard Sherman being from Stanford. So they are very, very intelligent people. And so they typically do give pretty good commentary. The only thing with Fitzpatrick that bothers me is that sometimes he does try to make a point of that he went to Harvard way too much. And mm. that can get on my nerves a little bit. It's like, dude, yeah, I get it. You went to Harvard. Shut up. But outside of that, I think Fitzpatrick is very good at what he does for a living at this point. I mean, granted, he 
He wasn't bad as a quarterback either, John. As much as I like to poo-poo him as like the average guy, I mean, he still finished like top 35 in passing yards in a career in yeah. NFL history. He has more passing yards than I, I think like Troy Aikman by a pretty good bet. It's pretty freaking crazy. He's underrated. First ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. No, I'm only hey. kidding. I had to throw that in there just to get in you. In all seriousness, I, I won't be shocked if he gets in, even though I don't think he will. But, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think, is actually relatively close to the border there. It'll be interesting to see what happens once he is eligible. But what I wanted to bring up about Thursday Night Football is how it is on Amazon Prime. Colbs, does this help? Or hurt the NFL. What do you think? I mean, because it's less accessible. I mean, everybody has an Amazon account. I get it. But I don't know. I think you're losing some of those fans, aren't you? Well, see, think of it this way for a second. When it first started up with Thursday Night Football, it was on the NFL network. Ah. So with the NFL network, not everybody has that either. I now have it. I didn't have it when it was on there. So I didn't catch a Thursday night football game till what was it last year that it moved over to Fox two years ago. I think it was on Fox anyway. I could be wrong. It might've been. No, I'm pretty sure it was Fox. And um, after that, now that it's on Amazon, I mean, yeah, I have access to it because I have a wife. So obviously I have that, but it's outside of that. I mean, I don't know that it necessarily I, I don't know if it's going to be helpful or hurtful because you want to be in business with a business like Amazon. However, it's actually a, one of the few businesses that makes more money than you do. They are more powerful than you, and thus they can dictate terms in a, in a way yes. that, say, for example, ESPN and Fox and CBS and NBC, they can't. They they just sit there and go, nope, you know what? You guys are right. Football Football is everything. We need football more than we need anything else in life. And for Amazon, they're like, ah, yeah, cool. We'll do football too. But like, it's don't really mean shit to us. Yeah, it, that's the way I looked at it too from a business standpoint. I'm like, damn, Amazon has more money than literally everybody right now. So what the hell are they <laughs> yeah. buying? Uh, that, they- that's why I myself, I don't think that I would have aligned if I was running the league. I don't think I would have aligned myself with Amazon just because I wouldn't want to be working with somebody that's more powerful than I am. When you're a business as powerful as the NFL, you, be- you want to try to be the big dog in the house at all points. And granted, you are as far as a sports entity, but now you're in business with people that, I mean, they frankly don't need you. Colbs, it's going to be called NFL Prime. <laughs> actually i kind of like that that john that that's that's a good trendy nickname we should get that out there everybody start calling it nfl prime it, honestly i could thursday see it night football off. it's nfl prime it's just nfl prime just leave it at that colbs how i want to close out this particular episode right now is with the lakers oh jesus christ they're sitting at two and five I haven't seen any of the games. I'm curious. Have you seen any of the games so far this season? I know there's only been a handful. I've only watched highlights. Um, I I tend to... <laughs> Here's the thing. I try to usually get in there right at the beginning of the season. But I, I saw that the first game, I'm like... Uh, I think I had plans that day. Actually, it might have even been when I was at your place. There, there was something going on that day that I couldn't watch it. And when I saw the loss come through, I was like... Okay, I I don't know that I that I love that and 
kind of as it progressed, because by the time they got to 0-3, I'm like, fuck, I don't know that I should even try to watch the season. I'm just going to get pissed every night. Because, I mean, there's 82 games, so I'll be watching it like every night. And granted, I'm still going to end up watching. I haven't caught a game yet, although I have caught the highlights on the majority of them. You know, uh, I will credit Mike Schur of Metal Arc Media for this stat that I just heard. Uh, the Lakers so far this year are shooting something along the lines of 23% from three-point range as a team, shooting about 23%. You remember Vladi Divac? Mm. He was no. a center for the Kings a long time ago. Now he's actually something in that organization. I don't remember what. Um he averaged as a seven foot one guy from a long, long time ago. Well, not long, long, but I mean, long enough ago, he averaged 23 and change from three in his career. So the Lakers are shooting that poorly. Uh, they're shooting at the same rate as a seven foot one man from decades ago. So yeah, they're, they're bad. Like they're, they're legitimately bad right now. Um, with LeBron and AD there, they're going to be able to get some wins as long as the two of them can remain relatively healthy, even. Uh, but the Russell Westbrook thing, I mean, not only does it not work, but at this point, it's like this is this is hurting the team. And yeah, I saw some because- highlights with that, and I saw what people were talking about with Russell Westbrook. I'm like, dude, there ain't no more love there at all. Like, I, I get it. As a Laker, there really wasn't any to begin with. But holy crap, Colbs. I saw some of those highlights, and I'm I'm even like as a non-NBA fan, or I guess you could call it like a super casual NBA fan. I'd rather see it in person than I would to watch it on TV or catch it on highlights. I'm like, damn, that dude, he ain't looking that good. <laughs> no, and the, the other problem is is because they have as much money in him because they're paying him $47 million this year. That's so insane. they don't have that money to give to players that they could really utilize. So right now it's being floated out there. The most recent trade rumor that I heard is the potential of maybe getting, um, <laughs> I think it was Rudy Gay, Mike Conley, and uh, and say somebody else. It, but like three three guys that have been in the league for a long time. But just to have people that can do different stuff, just to dump off the Westbrook contract, and you're going to have to trade them to a team that's trying to tank anyway. So you have to look at teams like Indiana, San Antonio. uh, Really, I guess that's probably about the only two teams. Well, Utah. So, I mean, those are the teams right now that are trying to tank. Granted, two of the three of those are doing a very poor job of it because the Spurs and the – and the Jazz both have very positive records right now. But mm-hmm. they're trying to lose games, so they're trying to shed every piece that they have. So we might be able to trade Westbrook to one of those teams that are ready to just take on an expiring contract and just give you kind of whatever they got so that they can continue to lose because everybody right now is all about this. Uh, let me not mess up the name. Victor Wembenyana. He's he's a kid that's right now, I believe, playing. I don't remember if he's playing in the G League or if he's playing overseas, but evidently he is going to be like basically uh, another Giannis, but he shoots better. And that's um, that's who everybody wants right now. They're like, no, that guy, we want him to be on our franchise. So everybody that's supposed to be bad this year, like the Seahawks were, they want they are trying bad. to lose. And the thing is. <laughs> 
I just have to hold it up as a as a threat yes. to all you teams trying to tank. I'm pretty sure we were too. <laughs> and we're we're gonna we're gonna win the fucking NFC West, dude. <laughs> that is fair. Colves, the one season for your Seahawks that you're pulling for them to lose at the beginning I, of the year. Never in my life. They never might win in it my all. life if I rooted for them to lose, and they are significantly better than they've been like the last three years. It's like this doesn't make any fucking sense. Colbs, you're going to have to go ahead and put a 25-cent bet yourself on the Seattle Seahawks for winning it all. (laughs) You know what? At this point, I should, because if I just sit here and... You know what? Actually, let me tell you one thing on the way out here. Braden and I, uh, Braden from Noble Sports, I might have told you this last week, John, but I don't know if maybe I just told you in person. We, we, uh, We noticed something. He wears a Lofa Tatupu jersey, and they lose. When he wears a nondescript Seahawks shirt, they win. So he's vowed not to wear his Lofa Tatupu jersey again this year. Michelle had informed me, Colby, I don't think you can change your attitude about this team throughout the entirety of the season because they keep winning. So now I am forced to, I literally have to sit here and every time they score, I just have to throw my hands in the air and go, how? <laughs> and and I have vowed that I am going to sit here and bitch and moan our whole way through the season. And then if we're in the Super Bowl, I'll bitch and moan through that. And the second that that clock hits zero, I will celebrate like hell. <laughs> and then bitch about the next season and say, no way it's going to happen. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't do back to back. That's stupid. <laughs> they do it again. I'll be like, oh, Gino, Gino locked man. up to a new <laughs> Russell Wilson contract. How Russ got locked down. Dude, there. Gino's well, here's the thing. If field. Denver keeps losing. They're yeah. going to have a top 10 pick. We still might be able to get one of these quarterbacks. Before their win last week, they were slotted at the number six pick in the draft next year. We still might end up with one of these awesome quarterbacks, and he might also be afforded the opportunity to sit behind Geno Smith for a year because Geno's playing this well. Is Pete Carroll, is it him? Is it a system that's worked that worked for Russ and that worked for Geno Smith? So here's the thing. Geno actually utilizes the system better than Russ ever did. Russ relied so much upon his talent, and the the thing with Russ, and granted, our offensive line is improved this year. I am going to give him credit there. The two tackles we drafted, very good, and we also picked up Austin Blythe, and before last year, we picked up Gabe Jackson, so our guards aren't bad either right now. Don't feel great about our center, but we we have a solid offensive line right now, so Russ always had to run around and make plays. But Russ had the ability to make plays, and he would audible out of certain plays that would fit the system to do something that he thought might work better. And oftentimes, that just wasn't really incredibly helpful, even though at times it really was. Because again, Russell Wilson is significantly more talented than Geno Smith. But Geno Smith plays in the system. He does what coach tells him to do. He goes out there and just throws the ball around or hands it off, and he's happy either way. And so he's getting the most out of this system that honestly I thought was broken. I thought that the system was terrible. No, the system's fine. You just need a quarterback that can really like play in it. it. Yeah. Coles. I think we go ahead and we conclude this up and we get ready for the sports round table. Okay, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Jack.